hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. From the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... It's Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 199. Uh, I'm uh, Trevor Long from eftm.com.au. Follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. At Stephen Fennick with a PH from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. G'day, Trevor. Great to be with you once again. Been a big week. Lot oh. to talk about. It's all about Apple, of course, but we all our listeners knew that already. Yeah, I don't think anyone uh, should expect anything different from this show. There is a little bit around, but in, in the end, there's, there's only one thing that you want to hear our opinions on and our thoughts on, and that is the Apple announcement this week, and we'll split that into two big parts. We'll talk about the watches, then we'll talk about the MacBook, but let's get rolling. Two blokes talking tech. So not a surprise, because we were at the announcement of the watch last year. We knew it was coming. This was always going to be the place where they positioned what what, what it's going to be priced at and when it's going to be available, plus some other updates which we'll talk about. I mean, we should quickly talk about I mean, they announced a partnership with HBO. Um, they announced a, a, an update to Apple TV in terms of pricing, which didn't affect Australia. Then they went into the MacBook, which we'll talk about shortly. But really, no one cares about the little stuff, they only care about the big things, and that was the Apple Watch. Now, we knew all along that there was an Apple Watch, there was an Apple Watch Sport, and there was an Apple Watch Edition. And I think we always knew there was differences between them, but now I feel very comfortable in talking about what they are because they're, they're really they're, they're ingrained now. The Apple Watch is a stainless steel construction. It's, it's a beautiful-looking device. The Apple Watch Sport is identical in terms of the, the, the concept of the watch, but it's made from anodized aluminium. And then the Apple Watch Edition, again, same concept, same screen, same those things, but it's made from gold. And each of them is available in two different sizes, 38mm screen and a 42mm screen. And each of them comes in a range of different bands that you can get um, like off the shelf, essentially. And you'll range, there's 38 different watches, essentially, on the Apple website. And they range in price from $499 up to $24,000. And, you know, that's a this is all of what I've just said. It's actually quite unusual for Apple because normally it's a bit of a one size fits all in terms of their products. Hey, here it is in three colors. This is a big deal. A lot of variety there, mate. There is absolutely, yeah. There's so many different SKUs that they've uh, created. I think there's what five or six different types of bands, and there's the uh, there's the, in each watch there's there's a couple of different styles as well. There's like a black, a, a space gray, or slate gray, whatever they called it, and silver. Uh, different sizes, so there are plenty of different SKUs here. How they're going to manage all of that, uh, all that inf- inventory, it's uh, going to be interesting. But uh, I think that uh, the the pricing announcement and the the actual date, I'm surprised, is actually so late in April. It is, yeah. I thought I thought it would be first or second week in April because you think now what the event was held what March 10 our time. They normally have something in in the market. A couple of weeks. 
10 days later almost, you know. So that was a surprise to me first first up. I thought that they'd do it sooner rather than later, but I think they probably need to get all their ducks in a row in terms of all that stock that they've got to control and all the different SKUs that we just mentioned. But um, uh, pricing-wise, I think I think we mentioned it last week. We, we knew it was going to start at about that 4.99 mark. The dollar's dropping even further. That's not helping us. That's probably why it's a, a little bit more, a lot more expensive in Australia. But I think... There's there's been some people online. I've read a lot of um, negative reactions to the pricing. Uh, I, I think that you know if you can afford twenty four thousand dollars on a watch, that's actually not a big deal because if anyone's into watches, there are watches out there that are six figures if you that's really right. want to get into it. So yeah. there's a lot of people sort of claiming that the you know anyone wearing a gold watch is just a douchebag. Well, well they're already douchebags. They're already wearing fifty thousand dollar watches or more. Exactly. But, that's but they the just point. don't know it. These no. people, but the people saying that they, they don't know that they're used to uh, buying a device that's worth less than a thousand dollars. So uh, I think at the lower end, uh, you, you're looking at the four nine nine. Five seven nine for the bigger one. What were the the, the Apple Watch, the stainless steel seven nine nine? Yeah, I, I think the yeah, average price will be about nine hundred bucks because I think yeah, most so people that... will probably go mid range, and I think nine hundred bucks. Now, let here's a couple of food for thought moments to start with from me. Firstly, you know everyone knows I love my G Shocks right now. A G Shock, a basic G Shock, is like two ninety nine three ninety nine. That's a watch that you can run over with a truck. That's about its biggest feature. Then you can get them with, with you know, Bluetooth controls. Well, that's going to cost you six, seven hundred. Then I've got this one which has GPS, but no Bluetooth controls. Is twelve hundred. So watches, even for a basic brand like Casio, can be very easily five to a thousand dollars. Now, the big one that I looked at this week though was, hang on a minute, Fitbit Surge. It's a wearable. It's a it's a wrist watch. It's it's basically a fitness tracker, but with a few extra features and the watch component, but nothing like the smartphone integration that Apple has. Three hundred and forty nine dollars. Yeah. So and got to, remember, there are other devices like I got the Phoenix Three that I'll be reviewing in the next few yeah. days. That that's a seven nine. That's six ninety nine, and there's a seven nine nine option too for the Sapphire version. Mm. So it, it again, no. Like different kind of functionality in some areas uh, with, with the Phoenix, but n- nothing like the amount of apps and things that will run on Apple Watch. So mm. I think Apple is they're still in the ballpark for having a decent watch. There, there's uh, a lot of people that that uh, that are obviously that are keen to buy it. Uh, there, there's uh, we'll talk later about how the how this is going to affect the smartwatch market. But I think I've got no doubt in my mind there's going to be people that are that are going to be lining up for this on day one. There Definitely. will be a line at the store. So, you know, the, the haters always come out of the woodwork of the, around this time when, when things like this are happening. Apple's obviously the biggest target in the tech world, and they, they cop a bit of flack for that. But as as you just said, it's not unreasonable. These prices are not unreasonable. They're in the ballpark. No, and what I, what I think is critical that people right now haven't – forget what it looks like, forget how big it is, forget any of that stuff. People haven't really seen anything other than a few screenshots. Now, the – the innovation, the, the time, the design that's gone into the operating system is actually the most fundamentally important part of this watch because uh, the Samsung Gear, for example, or Galaxy 2, whatever the hell they call the thing in the end, the, the most recent one, is a good smartwatch. But it's a terrible, terrible interface. 
it's not very good in terms of app integration. You've got to go through 16 hoops to get an app in there, even if it is compatible. Android Wear is beautiful. It's very nicely done. Good customization of the of the watch face and some app integration. But really, Android Wear is just about notifications in my book. And I don't very- think they've really nailed the card um, concept there. This is a second screen for your smartphone. That, that is how I've described it when people have said, what does it do? It's a second mm-hmm. screen for your smartphone. So when you're getting a notification, think, people. Think about the number of times you pull your phone out of your pocket just to look at what that beep was, just to look at what that notification was. Well, that vibrate. Yeah, That's exactly what the watch is for. It's for glancing and then perhaps even interacting with those notifications. Plus, there's the additional potential features that, that might come from different app integrations. And, and critically for me, this is, this is the moment that, that really matters. This is, not, this is going to be an overnight success in terms of the early adopters. And the, I agree, there will be a queue. Not like the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, but there'll be a queue. The, 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 the time this becomes amazing is not because of version two in a year, but because in a year, the app developers have done amazing things. They've thought about what it can do. They've played with it themselves and they've come up with things that you and I can't even begin to fathom today. Yeah. I think a major part of this too is going to be the health aspect, the health, the activity, sort of the, yep. the exercise and health and fitness aspect of the watch because Despite them, Apple giving plenty of head start to all their competitors, the yeah, the Fitbits and Jawbones and Garmin's of the world. This is still, I think, going to have um, pretty tight integration and and accuracy and just nice interface uh, to be able to track all aspects of your health, including your heart rate. It's got a heart rate mm. monitor on it as well. I think that's going to be a major factor. I think for people wanting to buy this product. It's not just about seeing what emails you're getting, although that's part of it. Uh, what I liked during the demos was the uh, how they demonstrated that uh, they had a guy, the guy on stage, using it as his boarding pass. Yep. They aimed a hotel chain that was going to use the Apple Watch as the, to open the door on his hotel room. That's the strength of Apple when they can when a product that isn't even out yet has got all these companies lined up, mm-hmm. all the yep. apps lined up. Everything ready to go, sight unseen for, to the public, and they're ready. Hmm. Samsung couldn't do that. No. no other company has done that. Only Apple can pull that sort of thing off, and it's because they've built obviously a great product, but they've got they've got just this this strength in the market that knows that people know Apple are doing this, so it's validated it. It yeah. means it's official. And we're going to get behind it. You've you've seen the same thing with Apple Pay. Remember that was announced late last year mm. too. That's been around for how long? It's been yeah, around for. And that's this but is the hilarious the hilarious thing about Apple Pay in the states <clears throat> is that they talk about how many Coke machines are going to get Apple Pay. It's not Coke machines getting Apple Pay. It's Coke machines getting Tap and Go NFC technology, which we've got in nearly every Coke machine already, because <laughs> yeah, it's right. just not accepted in the states yet. And it's the absolute opposite here in Australia because everyone's already got it. It's like no one's actually asking for it from Apple Pay. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the future because it, it's it's a whole other topic. But look, I think there's a couple of great things we can talk about, which we'll get to in a minute. But in the end. Um, I think it's a shared belief that we have, and we're happy to be. We're happy to hear your thoughts. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag on Twitter at Trevor Long at Stephen Fennick. You know, with a realistic mind, and, and um, our mate Rob down in Goulburn um, made a point to me on Twitter. He said, 500, I'm getting a lot of kickback from people who are non-techie saying 500 is a stretch. I think it's actually depending on who you are and where you sit in the tech market, whether or not you think it's a stretch. And I think that's the big deal about pricing, don't you think? 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and from from what we've already described, they've got the pricing is actually got a quite a wide range. Yeah, like for five hundred bucks, four ninety nine, that's actually not too bad. You get you're getting the same watch, exact same features, screen size, twenty four ninety nine, twenty four thousand dollar one, dollar watch. So, yeah. I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, yeah, your watch isn't made of gold, but you're getting the same product. Just made of different material, yeah. so I reckon that's that's powerful. Four nine nine, I think that's very reasonable. It's a shame the dollars so weak; it could have been yeah. four forty nine. But even at four ninety nine, you know, I think that what what are the competitor watches out there? You mentioned the 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 Fitbit Surge; that's three hundred and fifty bucks yeah. and doesn't do a fraction of what this can do. Nope. The 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 gear watches I think are two nine nine, three nine nine. Other watches in the market are two seventy nine, two ninety nine as well. So, and remember, the cost of developing the gear, the the uh, the Moto three hundred and sixty, all those things are purely hardware, not software, because Android built the built the software, and Android's right. taken the hit on that. Yeah. Apple's had to do the lot. So four ninety nine up to twenty four thousand. It is a big range, but in reality, we're talking four ninety nine up to about twelve hundred for the average Joe. And uh, and one percent of people are even thinking about the bigger one. It's uh it's a big deal. You can read all the prices and all the info on the launch at eftm.com.au and tech guy.com.au Stephen that's exactly right but uh, one, one thing I've noticed uh, that, that we've since, since we've uh, the, the product's been announced the pricing everything's everything all the news is out there there are still a lot of questions I got a lot of questions from readers on my Facebook page and even sending me emails through tech guide as well a lot of unanswered questions uh, a lot a lot of questions about battery life I think we need to discuss that yep. but also questions uh, that that things but one one person actually, I did. I, I was in the middle of a radio interview, and they asked me, and I didn't know the answer at the time. They asked me if the Apple Watch was waterproof, right? And I do know now that it is not waterproof; it is water resistant. So uh, that doing the, the dishes most... probably okay, but a bit risky. Uh, well, if you splash it, like Tim Cook's on record saying that he uses it in the he wears it in the shower. Yeah. So if you can, if the CEO can do it, then no reason why the rest of us can't. But uh, someone commented, in, and it's a fair comment. They said, "How can you call uh, the one model Apple Watch Sport and it not be waterproof?" Mm. Which is a fair, fair comment. Although you can run with it, of course, you can sweat through it. You can, you can run you in can, the rain. You just can't. The, rain. the only thing you can't do is you swim. can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But that's just one of the questions. Let's, let's be well, clear: people that are swimming with watches are wearing a Garmin with all the bells and whistles in terms yeah. of swimming. They're not wearing an Apple Watch. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, I think the, the other big question, uh, and Tim Cook did address this, he did mention it, was the battery life. That, yeah. that was one of the things that we're all hanging out to here uh, because I think it'd be fair to say that this product could live or die on its battery life. If the battery life turns out to be poor, less than the 18 hours, the promised 18-hour all-day battery life, mm-hmm. then... It's going to take a solid hit. I think you, it really needs to live up to that battery life. And uh, they, they have got some information that I found out about the watch where they conducted various tests earlier, just early in March. Mm. And apparently the watch can last up to 48 hours when paired with an iPhone. So it's, it's still paired. Yep. That's with you checking the time uh, five times per hour. So you know how and never turn, looking at Instagram. Like, well, yeah, maybe not. But they give you—they call it time checks, and each time check they reckon lasts four seconds. Good luck. So you're just checking the time for four seconds, five times per hour. The battery's going to last you two days. Hmm. But uh, time will tell. There is also though a power reserve mode, 
that the, the Apple, the, the watch has got, Apple watch has got. So when the battery gets really low, it shuts down everything but the watch, but the actual shoe, you, it's showing you the time. And this is Apple's claim that in that mode, it can still run for another 72 hours if it's just in that power reserve mode. That is on the Apple website. Right. So there's a few people that are a bit apprehensive about the battery. I think Tim Cook's 18 hours is obviously intensive use, notifications, phone calls, messages, using apps. That's a solid usage of it. If it lasts 18 hours doing that, then it's a, they've kicked a goal. If they're really smart, that's what they've done. If they're really smart, they've, they've made the 18 hours a solid use because, mate, when people first use it, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to use it to buggery. They're going to be on Instagram. They're going to do everything. And, mate, Absolutely. if it lasts six hours, the first thing that's going to happen is, a, is, is that you and I will be, get calls on day three from every radio station and TV station in the country going, <laughs> Apple Watch, battery drama. Shock. Yeah, that's right. But, look, I think if it goes that 18 hours, it just means that, you put it on the charger when you go to bed and take it off when you wake up, which is, guess what? That's what they're doing now for their phones. That's right. So they're in the habit. But it's a habit that's different for watch users, basically. Watch users normally don't touch their battery for years. Uh, and normally, often people will wear their watch for a lot, lot, lot longer than when they walk in the front door, right? Smart so, watch users, though. Smart no. watch users, they're used to charging watches every couple of days. But smart watch users, let me tell you this, smart watch users are not using the Apple Watch. (laughs) Smart watch users are on Android right now, and they're they're getting a day if they're lucky. So let's be clear, this is on par with everything else. Mm. So I think that that was something that was uh, was referred to during during the the event, but uh, I just thought I'd provide that little bit of additional information. Mm. Uh, I think apps, what apps are going to run at launch? And if you looked closely... Uh, when the when that guy was doing his demo, did you remember that part Kev, where he was Kevin, he, the bloke that's batting Kev. way above his average? Yeah, you see yeah the picture of his wife. <laughs> he's doing very well, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a good wicket at Apple. I know yeah. that, whatever. But uh, <laughs> he kind of took us through his day, and his daughter got locked out, and he went to his hotel. He wasn't worried that his, his daughter just randomly had another friend there either. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you could have been at gunpoint. Who knows what's happening there? But that's another story. But what I did uh, during that little part of the uh, of the keynote, I went back and, and I slow-moed uh, him going through all the apps and tried to pick what apps I could see. Mm. Um, and there's the obvious ones, of course. There's Twitter. There's Shazam, Instagram. I think he yep. knows. There's Uber, WeChat. I also noticed there's Evernote, mm-hmm. Flipboard, you know, of the news yep. app. Yep. eBay is on there. Uh, Strava is a running app. Mm-hmm. I noticed two golf apps, yes. two apps. CNN was on there as well. Uh, there's a couple of, I think I, I noticed sort of a couple of icons with um, a bus or something like that. So it's like a public transport uh, app as well. But I did notice one other one, Woolies. Mm. Yeah, no, I saw that. There was a lot of, lot of talk about yeah. that because it was a good spot. My first person I saw see it was Dan Illick, and he noticed it. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, I thought he was taking the Mickey because remember there was a big drama. Apple, I think, sued Woolworths when they changed their logo. It looked like an apple. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, um, there they're they on are. there. I got a screenshot of it on my story. Mm. I did my my the questions answered story on Tech Guide, and that's it's on there. I I got a little screenshot. So interesting to see what that's going to be all about. But, you know, out of the box, and I encourage people to look on the Apple website and actually explore the watch because there's some really cool stuff there. Out of the box, for example, things like, you know, SMSing and sending locations, you know, it's a rich 
it's a rich environment, just like the iPhone is. There's the idea of drawing on the screen and sharing it with someone else. Yeah, there is a lot out of the box heartbeat. on this thing. There's a lot out of the box that, that makes Absolutely. it very, very different. And and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm Seriously, I'm not an Apple fanboy. I just happen to find the iPhone to be the best phone for my, my lifestyle, especially because of my family using iOS devices. Mm. And I think that they've done the best job to build an operating system from scratch. And that's what yeah. I think is critical. That's exactly what they've done. But uh, moving along, I think uh, someone asked, will all iPhones work with with Apple Watch? Uh, No, they won't. You need iPhone 5 uh, minimum. Anything older than a 5, you need to update your phone. Uh, Will Apple Watch work without an iPhone? Now, the obvious answer to that would be, well, you don't expect any notifications or anything else. It'll just basically tell a time. Yeah without an attached iPhone. There's no memory, and I'm still looking into this, there's no indication of of onboard memory. They did did in the launch last year. They talked about storing, uh, being able to view photos and music on there. They made no mention of that at at the recent event from a couple of days ago. So I'm just wondering if it's going to be possible uh, to maybe have some music on it. Um, The the idea that that I've heard is that when when you're going for a run, you yeah, can you have some music on there and, and yeah. you'll get everything but GPS because the watch doesn't have GPS. So you'll get heartbeat and pace and all that stuff yeah. from, from the steps and the, and the gyrometer and the accelerometer. And you'll be able to listen to music because you can pair with Bluetooth to a headset. Um, mm. But you won't have GPS because your phone has GPS. Right. Okay. Well, that, that's just speculation. Stuffer. That's what I've heard. Yeah, we'll discover this when we uh, when we go get... for a run with our Apple watches, mate. Absolutely, mm. yes. But um, and another question I was asked was, uh, well, a couple of others. Uh, one was, is there any difference? I think we've spoken about this already. Is there any difference in functionality between the four nine nine watch and the twenty one thousand dollar watch, twenty four thousand dollar watch? Answer is no. There's not, right. apart from it being made of different material. Right. Um, and how do you pair the watch with the iPhone? This is brilliant. This is brilliant. This- Art. Now, what you do, if you can actually access this right now, you need to update your phone. There's an eight point. Yeah, if you want to be massively teased by Apple, six <laughs> weeks ahead of the availability of the product, so you download this. Download eight point two, and you'll get the Apple Watch app. And what it it's got? There's three tabs at the bottom. It's got My Watch. So that, that's how you can start pairing. And when you start pairing, what it does, it turns on the camera of the phone. And tells you to aim it at the screen. So I think once the be watch a QR detect- code or some sort yeah, of code, it'll appear, detect yeah. it's in pairing mode, or there's a phone in pairing mode. It'll flash up a code, and you just put it on the screen, which is really clever. Hmm. Or you can pair it manually as well. And I, and I'm assuming similar way that that Apple Watch app is also the Apple Watch App Store, so you can browse yep. your app and then download it through your phone's connection on there as well. So and, and once again, there is a bunch of info on the Apple website. I just went to, to the Apple Watch page and, and went to explore the, the apps. And for example, there's, there's one there. My Invoice app, invoice to go which is a Central Coast company, um, ha- has an app for the watch. Like, seriously, the, the number of apps that are already out there, as you said before, it's all about the penetration that Apple has in these markets. It's quite well, amazing. Well, don't forget, they had, the, they had the, um, the developer kit out in November yeah. last year. November, you could access that kit. So yeah. that, that's what, that was nearly six months ago. Yeah. So it, it is by at the end of April. I reckon that's probably why they've put it out a bit further, give app developers a bit more time. Yep. By that time, 
there's going to be a ton of apps ready to go. And, and mm. we're not just talking your Instagrams. And I reckon there's going to be a few cut-through apps that are, may not have been massive on the iPhone, but are going to find a place on the Apple Watch that's some really clever functionality. Now, the other thing, the last thing we'll say about the watch before we uh, we move on quickly to the MacBook and we get to your, we are going to do some minute reviews. Don't worry, people. Um, the smartwatch category, I think this was a very good point you made um, on, on your blog at Tech Guide today. I mean, the effect that this has on the smartwatch category, i got to be honest, I think if I'm Samsung or LG or Huawei, I'm happy. I'm not, I'm not stressed. I'm happy. We've got a product in the market. We're ready to sell. We're ready to you know deliver. If people are talking about smartwatches, it's a good thing. Absolutely, I think that uh, that Apple's uh, Apple's entry into this market uh, makes it reality, makes it more real to customers. There's a lot of customers who, you know, the, the, they live and breathe by the, their their idea of what's happening in the tech world is by, by what Apple do. And when Apple do something, they think, okay, well, that must be worth looking at. Then, there's a smartwatch, must be a, a decent device, and it's no going to be no different uh, this time around. They did it with the phone, they did it with the tablet. Uh, they kind of reignited those those respective categories, and I see this as being uh, work in the same way. And if if people are thinking that Samsung and LG and all these other companies are quaking in their boots, waiting, thinking that this big tidal wave called Apple is going to wipe them out, I think I think that's wrong. I think that what it's going to do is going to put more attention on this category, and it'll make people realise that there are choices. That of of course Apple Watch is the big the big player here, but it's going to illuminate for many people that there are all these other choices, and the Apple Watch might not be that choice for some people, but that same customer who maybe not have found out about the smartwatch category without Apple's help may realise that the LG watch might be better for them, the Samsung may be better for them, these other devices may suit the better. So it's the case of. That this the rising tide lifting all boats in this case the, the pie growing larger for everybody that I think is going to be sort of the effect on the market here. Yeah, and I think that's the kicker is you've got to remember this is for iPhones only, <laughs> so that's there's right. a bunch of people that don't have iPhones, and the best thing, the best effect this can have on the smartphone smartwatch market is to improve other smartwatches. <laughs> Um, you know, they, there's a lot of great smartwatches out there, but there's also a lot of, you know, subpar watches when you compare them to this. And I think that's why um, benef- the benefits will flow to Android users because it's it's quid pro quo. You know, Apple does something, Android copies. Android does something, Apple copies broadly. Not copies, you know, but does does their own version of. And the sure. same will occur with the way this watch works and some of the things this watch does. And I think that's what Android users should be happy about. That's what's going to happen. Although I did read something really interesting the other day uh, about the possibility that Android Wear may be also offered to iPhone users, to iOS users. Which would be the smartest thing they could do. Yeah, because uh, you know, I, I, I can't see, uh, I might be wrong, I can't see Apple saying, oh, we're going to make a watch that will work with Android. No. I can't see that happening. Uh, that's just, I think that's just Apple's way. And, I'm and not here's sure. why that will work. The Android Wear Watch is at its best when it has the Google Now notifications happening. That just needs the internet. That just means Absolutely. they need they need to establish a Bluetooth connection with internet throughput. And once they do that, um, they can push anything to the watch. Like, so, of course, it can work. I think that would be a really smart move on Google's part. Why, why alienate half of the market? When you you could you could be the sort of the bigger man if you like here and say well no we we're going to work with all iOSs Apple are welcome mm. Apple users are welcome to Android Wear uh, and and 
because it's Google, we could kind of say is a it's it's more Google than Android. Let's just say the smartwatch, yeah, yeah. which is kind of platform agnostic anyway. So if it's just a Google watch rather than an Android watch, then they may have a bit of, a better chance there. But I reckon that'd be a smart move on their part because, as I said, not not everyone's going to either either want an Apple Watch or can afford an Apple Watch. And there's plenty of plenty of good options, uh, Android Wear options out there. Yep, I think it's a very interesting one. I think that's the that's the most important thing that can happen to the market is that uh, Android puts pressure on it, and which frankly would probably have a price effect on the Apple Watch as well. So it is a very very interesting time ahead. Uh, there is a lot to learn. Obviously, the the, the device is not out for another month and a bit. Uh, April 24 pre-orders start on April 10, uh, and if you want one on day one, seriously. I know the queues are fun, but just buy one on the internet on April 10. It will arrive by TNT Courier to your door or your work on the 24th. Or you can pick it up in store on the opening day. And uh, you don't have to line up with everyone else because there's another queue for for pickups. Yep. So well worth checking out. There's a bunch of info on techguide.com.au, eftm.com.au, and, of course, the Apple website. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, for your home and business networking needs. And one of the things that's a real challenge for uh, for people uh, in their homes is uh, is Wi-Fi connectivity. And the Wi-Fi range extenders available from uh, Netgear are the perfect solution to that. Get the whole home connectivity for your iPads, smartphones, laptops, and more. Boost the range of your Wi-Fi network to every corner of your home for maximum Wi-Fi performance. Consider the Nighthawk Wi-Fi range extender from Netgear. It's a great-looking unit, a stand-up unit you can put maybe in in the hallway or in in one of the rooms in in between where your your existing router is and where your Wi-Fi starts to degrade. You find a hotspot, you put it there, and the rest of your home has great Wi-Fi from that moment on. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi range extender available now. Check it out at netgear.com.au. Now, I mean, we could go straight into minute reviews, but we can't not talk about the MacBook. Uh, Tim Cook stood on stage, talked about the Apple TV, talked about HBO, and then suddenly went, you know what? Um, Here's a new MacBook. Now, this is a very interesting device for me because it is polarizing and brilliant at the same time. Uh, fully reinvented, essentially, because there's nothing really retained from the old MacBook Air. It's thinner than a MacBook Air, 13.1 mil. It's only 920 grams, so under a kilo. It's so light. Available in three colors. They've made new attachments for the keys, so they press easier and don't take up as much space. They've got every single key is LED lit. They've reinvented the touchpad on it to have kind of pressure-sensitive, feels like BlackBerry Torch style, but um, <laughs> and then BlackBerry Storm. And then you've got no USB ports other than a thing called USB-C. There is one port on this whole device. And I think, Stephen, that's probably the one thing we have to talk about. One port for power, one port for USB, a special new type of USB, one port for display outputs. And you could not be charging your device while reading a file off USB and uh, presenting to a video screen because there ain't enough ports. That's going to that port. If I had that computer, that port's going to be busier than the Pitt Street Mall at lunchtime. That's going to be very, very busy port. So you need to charge, you need to share info, you need to share your display all through the one port. I think that's going to be uh, pose a little difficulty. But uh, I, uh, what, what I like about this is that it, it's not in the MacBook Air family. 
It's not in the MacBook Pro family. It's its own little family, mm. yet retains features of either one. It's got the Retina display of the MacBook Pro. It's got the thin design of the MacBook Air, mm-hmm. but it's out on its own. Yeah. It's its own little, little – the MacBook Air is still going to go. It's still still available. MacBook Pros will still be available. This is out on its own. Uh, the – the, the the sheer invention and and the the technology in this is is very impressive. The the reinvention of the keyboard you mentioned, I, I really uh, the, the, how they explain the new terraced uh, battery design, so it can fit more space inside the chassis rather than just having block square batteries that aren't that only fill up most of the space, not all the space. Hmm. They've really gone in and reinvented the whole thing. I love that the logic board, the the power, the brains of the thing is one-third the size of the smallest one Apple had ever made before. Yeah. Now, in, in terms of performance, we really, uh, unless we, until we put it through its paces, although it has got the latest Intel uh, Core, I think it's Intel M processor on board, which is, is still pretty strong. Yep. Uh, it, is, it is meant for, and they emphasize this fact that the wireless connectivity, you know, 802.11ac, it's got Bluetooth, you've got AirDrop, you've got uh, AirPlay, all these wireless connectivity because with the USB-C port, and it's great, saves them a lot of space, makes the design beautiful because there's not all these ugly ports on the side. I think that's going to be the weak point there because if you're charging your, your computer, you need to then, if you want to put something in through USB, you've got to take that out, put the USB in if you want to share your display. So it may pose problems. Although Apple's going to say, well, instead of using USB drive, just use AirDrop or Yeah, use look, Air- and this is it. like, when the CD drive first started disappearing, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I think the first thing you'll see, uh, Belkin, Moshi, whoever they are, come up with, out with a single little tiny adapter that plugs into the USB-C nicely on the side and gives you three outputs and inputs. So yeah. I'm sure yeah, that's, it's, I'm sure yeah. that's exactly what will happen, but it defeats the purpose of this completely portable device. I yeah. think I may be the perfect target for this device. All I do all day is carry my MacBook Air around. Um, it's my own. It's like a BYOD device, if you like, for at work. Then I have Macs at work. We have a kind of a, a wire, wire, wireless network that doesn't give you access to the printers and all the files and stuff, but it just gets me on the internet. It's all I need, mate. I live in the cloud. Um, well, but people the issue call is, device, but they're calling this device an iPad with a keyboard. That, mate, and you know what? Long live the iPad with a keyboard. But again, what they should have done was put a SIM card slot in this thing. Yeah. Mate, put a SIM card slot in this thing, and you are truly wireless. Truly wireless. That's true. Although you can use your phone as a hotspot, yeah, I suppose. But I still but... find that to be not the best solution. Why? What? One other question then. Mm. What? Why? What would have the harm have been here if they had made the Retina display a touchscreen? Uh, an excellent. That would have. Are they call... Yeah, they are. They are calling it Retina, are they? Retina display. Yeah, okay. absolutely. It's got it. Uh, the resolution I think is two four o four two three o four by fourteen forty Retina display. Yeah, right. And look, I, I agree. But then OS ten isn't made for 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 touch no, yet. No. Although it is because Launchpad's amazing. I've just never used it because it's stupid to look at on a big screen. So it could be touchscreen. But clearly, that's once again in two three years from now in twenty eighteen when we're talking about Apple launching touchscreens across all their MacBooks. Um, <laughs> Lenovo and Sony are going to be going, well, well, we did that 10 minute. years yeah, ago. Hold the phone. They'll say, hold the phone. <laughs> although, although, and here's just to sort of uh, to build up the rumours even more, having a touchscreen on this one, on this 12-inch screen, means they may not have to make a 12-inch iPad. Those right. rumours are still strong, mate. iPad Pro 12-inch. You heard it here. It's coming, I reckon. And, Solid and, rumours. And, you know what? I'm happy to be wrong. 
because I was wrong about the iPhone 6 Plus. I'm not the Fonz. <laughs> I can say wrong. I was wrong. But let me tell you this. I think a 12-inch iPad is a stupid idea. But well, I, I counter that. I counter that with, and this sounds almost okay. racist, but I have. Hang on a minute. Before no. you go on, just take <laughs> oh, note yeah, of the yeah. time code. Hang on. Take <laughs> note of the time code when you said that. Okay. Remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. if we go back to it, I want that little bit played if and yeah. when when the iPad <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pro is, is released so, in so the iPhone 6 Plus thing, I still don't get, I still don't believe it's a great item. I don't, still don't think it's an amazing device here for, for our market. my go-to phone, mate. Good on the you, mate. Plus, you're, it's you're what a I use. strange human being. But in the Asian market. I, I was going to say I'm just used to holding big things in my hand, but I wasn't going to go down that way. <laughs> in the Asian market, I'm told by, by very close yeah. friends who spend a lot of time working over there, sourcing product over there, you know, the, the bigger the phone, the better because they're doing so much commuting and they're, they're consuming media that way. That's how Apple needed to make a, a, a stand in China was to have not only iPhones, but to have the iPhone 6 Plus. But so, my feedback too, mate, while we're talking about this, is that people who just need a bigger screen. How many, how many times have you seen people with their iPhone 4s and 5s with the text blasted out as big as it can go yeah. on the screen. It's How many people have you seen doing that? Embarrassing. And those users are going to the big screen because they can have that, that, that big type without it looking ridiculous. It fits more on the screen. They are buying the big phones. Mm-hmm. Rightio. Well, we could, we could talk forever about uh, Stephen's predictions versus mine, and I know I'm wrong <laughs> regularly. Stephen doesn't admit to being wrong ever, so that's okay. <laughs> oh, yes, um, I do. But, <laughs> but the MacBook, not the MacBook Air, not the MacBook Lite, not the MacBook anything. It's just the MacBook uh, you're talking about a $17.99 product. Um, there's only two versions, basically. Oh, sorry, yes. two two uh, specifications, three colors. So six different products entirely. Silver. Yeah. I'm a fan of the colors, by the way. I don't mind. I might be rocking Listen. a gold MacBook. I don't mind that. And let me, let me give you one word. Yeah. Douchebag. <laughs> you're going to look like a bit like a, oh, yeah, it's a bit boring. What are you, P. Diddy? Seriously, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, you know. I reckon Kanye and Jay Z—they'll yeah. all be rocking a well, gold. Mate, they can have it because they look like complete tossers. I'll take the space grey any day, mate. That thing gets me excited. I, I love the gray, space grey, yeah, and, and, and I'll take I'll pay twenty one ninety nine because I want it with five hundred twelve gig of flash RAM. Yeah, that's essentially the difference. Uh, you know, slightly different different processor, but essentially you've got one with two fifty six, one with five twelve. Seventeen ninety nine versus twenty one ninety nine. Silver, space grey, and gold. Read about it. Techguide.com.au. Now, essentially, just because we can we can block the haters when they say you just talked about Apple for half an hour, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Apple for the whole show. We're going to do a minute reviews on two other products. So stick that right. where the sun doesn't right. shine. Um, <laughs> Listen, Apple was the biggest... We love our listeners, by we, the way. We absolutely. love you all. Like, no, love- no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify that. I love all of our listeners who are supportive and encouraging of us. The people that listen and get narky, please just stop listening. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need the grief in my life. I get that from my wife, okay? So... <laughs> Well, you can start listening to Tech Guide podcasts if you want. <laughs> Ziggy. Or your, or your tech life. Yeah, Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag on Twitter. Stephen Fenn again, Trevor Long. Now, minute reviews. First one from LG. Yeah. Uh, another, another push into the speaker uh, market. That's right. Yeah, multi-room speakers, as a matter of fact. The LG Music Flow. And I've got to say, Trevor, I'm impressed. These are very nice speakers. Very easy to set up. There's nice choices across the range. There's the H3. H5, H7, so obviously the higher the number, the bigger and more expensive the speaker. Across the board, 
Very impressive sound quality. They've, they've done their work with these. They've got really nice, nice high mid-range bases, pretty decent as well. Uh, there's also a sound bar in the range, the HS6 sound bar, which comes with its own wireless subwoofer. But what they've all got in common is that they can all play through the Music Flow app. The Music Flow app, which runs on iOS and Android, really easy to set up. You can name the speakers. You can play the speakers, a different song to each of the speakers. You can play with the same song to several speakers. So it's very easy to pair them, play them individually, set them up all around your house. All it needs is your Wi-Fi network to work. Now, I've had people asking me, well, is this as good as Sonos? Well, they're not, I, I think, in, in the price category, price-wise, they are pound for pound probably more value than Sonos. Sonos are speakers are a lot more expensive, but these offer great value for money. Pound for pound, definitely worth looking at. As easy to use as Sonos offer the same most of the streaming services. That's probably one of the weak points where it doesn't have as many streaming options as Sonos does, like you've got Spotify, Deezer, TuneIn Radio, I think are the only ones at the moment, but more are coming. But in terms of sound quality, convenience, ease of use, LG Music Flow speakers are well worth considering. They start at 249 bucks. That's the H3, all the way up to the 549 H7. The soundbar and subwoofer, the HS6 soundbar and subwoofer, 799 and you'll also need a little wireless bridge 79 bucks if you're going to have more than two speakers to help boost to create a mesh network that's 79 dollars as well but well worth investing in that to make this an even better network so lg music flow definitely worth a listen check it out techguide.com.au two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with trevor long and stephen fennick and some of our favourite uh, mounts for different devices from Studio Proper. Yeah, now Studio Proper, they've kind of given their range a, a little bit of an update. They, they've uh, obviously had, uh, they, they've gone exclusively Apple now. They used to have uh, uh, cases for the Samsung phones and tablets, but they've gone all Apple. Now, this is an Aussie success story, we should add. Melbourne-based company designed everything in Melbourne, uh, but they've gone uh, exclusively to Apple, so iPhone, iPads of all sizes. And they've got two mounts. They've got the X-Lock, which is you can have a pivot stand, a kickstand, even a headrest mount. They've got cases that can lock into these X-Locks. You can have a mount on the wall. You can have a mount on the stand and all these other places. They've just updated the uh, the cases for the iPad Air 2 uh, and also for the uh, the M-Lock range. There's the M-Lock is the, is the magnetic lock range. So it's still got that same X pattern, but it uses magnets instead of the X, the physical X-Lock. Now, with the M-Lock, uh, they've just released a new uh, iPhone bike mount. They've also got a new car mount as well. And they've got cases now for the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus. It's pretty hard mm. to find a 6 Plus uh, mount out there uh, and it, uh, that, that can fit the case as well. But they have it with their new car mount. It used to have a suction attachment. Now it actually peel off a sticker and st- actually stick it to the windscreen for even more stability. You can, when you want to remove it, it does come off easily. It doesn't leave any residue behind. But uh, that uh, I've, I've, I'm going to have a report of all those updated uh, mounts and cases on TechGuide.com.au tomorrow. Check it out, TechGuide.com.au. Stephen said.
Well, that's a wrap. Episode 199. And in traditional two blokes talking tech fashion, we have nothing planned for episode 200. Uh, (laughs) One thing we are going to do is we're going to be together for that. We're not going to do it from our homes. We're going to get together for 200. Absolutely. Aren't we going to do that? That's news to you, isn't it? We are going to do that. (laughs) Absolutely. I've decided. Uh, We are going to do that. It will happen. Um, We 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 should do it. I'll come to your place. I'll I'll pack a lunch and then I'll drive (laughs) up there and it'll be all good. I'll come come to yours in the Your Tech Live studios. All right. Well, we'll definitely make it happen. Uh, It has been a pleasure for 199 episodes and we'll be around for hopefully 199 more. Next week will be an insignificant change to the show in that it'll just be number 200, but it'll be another solid one. Gifts are happily accept it uh if you need addresses just reach out to us we can uh, we can let you know those pr companies who are obviously listening regularly um you've got our addresses and um you know cake would be yep. good i like chocolate um yep. mainly just hopefully chocolate. i'll get a taste of a cake if we ever get a cake i might get a bite of it this time yeah, but anyway. well, exactly um i don't know gift wise just just dream it up anyway two bikes talking tech uh at trevor long at stephen finnick with a ph stephen we shall be back next week i shall see you then you'll be seeing me in person see you then Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.